This is the Yahoo Finance Sportsbook Podcast. Yes, it is. Sportsbook. Thank you to Melody Hahn. That's who does our, our little intro there. Welcome back. And it's time to talk about golf. Golf is back. The golf season is in full swing. And who else is back? Tiger, Tiger Woods. Tiger won the Masters, in case you live under a rock and were completely unaware. Tiger won the Masters just yesterday. We're recording this on Monday. Wow, 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 wow. It was great, I thought. But let's bring on our frequent recurring golf guest. He hasn't been on the podcast in five whole months. Let's bring him back. It's Yahoo Finance's Miles Udland. Miles. Hello. All right. Well, Tiger, uh, I'm sure you were watching every second of it, glued <laughs> to your screen. I'm sure you spent all four days, Thursday through Sunday, watching, sitting, uh, staring at the TV, making sure that you saw every minute of this incredible moment. Tell me about how you spent your Sunday. If only. Uh, I spent my Sunday golfing um, and watching Tiger what? on while I was on the golf course via what? the Masters app. What? So I watched a lot of it, most of it on my phone. Now, how much of the final nine holes did you get to see? So we were watching the leaderboard very closely, and um, I guess it was like right after Molinari went in the drink at 12 oh, that, that it was like, all right, we should just throw this on and just stream it all the way. Bogeyed 12, bogeyed 15, right? Yeah, or which double was, bogeyed. Um, yeah. you know, I, I think everyone Ugh. came into Sunday assuming Molinari was just going to kind of be right. steady Eddie, shoot one or two under, and just kind of stay away from, from everybody. Well, all the tweets at the beginning of the day on Sunday were jokes about how automatic he was. I saw a great one where someone said Molinari, and it was a gif of like a robot just doing the same motion over and over because he he was so even-keeled. And a couple of friends were texting me saying, Tiger's in it, oh, Kepka. And I said, Molinari's not going to blow this. And I was wrong. He blew it. Yeah, I I mean, so. And Tiger, you know, look, he played great. But I also thought what was interesting is he kind of let everyone else make mistakes. Uh, Yes, he had some amazing holes. But, I mean, mostly... Tiger was extremely even keel. Well, I think that's sort of the... He said um, he kept his emotions in check. He said later. That's sort of like the golf industry take today, the the, the debate, right? You know, if you watch a golf channel today, they're going to have the debate, is Tiger in the head of his competitors? And, you know, is the the Tiger effect back? Mm -hmm. You know, were were people scared of Tiger yesterday? And everyone has brought up many times the situation that happened when Brooks Kepka was on the 17th tee. Yes, and he heard the roars. And Tiger had hit his tee shot on 16, which almost went in the hole and looked for a long time like it was going to go in the hole. Um, And those tee boxes, you know, you can't really see it on TV, but basically the green is like 40 yards below where the 17th tee is. So they're they're sort of right there. People are watching both. So there was a whole commotion, and, you know, Brooks kind of looked back, and then he just decided to hit the ball. So he certainly knows what's going on. He said, like, in an interview after that he loves watching the scoreboard, Kepka does, so he always knows what's going on, and he actually was fine watching it. But I do think that perhaps some of the other guys were thinking about it. But, um, you know, I, 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 I I for mean, the for everyone, I mean, you kind of go down the leaderboard. Can't for everyone, it was their first rodeo with Tiger, right? Yep. Like, none of these guys. Now, last year, obviously, a couple times. British Open. Never at Augusta. Well, and the PGI, I think, was even more hmm. kind of potent. But um, never before have any of these guys tangled with Tiger at the Masters. And I, I don't know if that necessarily is still a thing, the Tiger effect, but... Um, I just think it's natural that anyone would get tight in a big situation like that. So to your point of Tiger kind of managing his way around, 
he's won 82 tournaments uh, on the PGA Tour, so he certainly knows what it's like to be nervous. He, kn- he has a certain game for when he gets nervous. Oh, they kept, uh, which, the which announcers all, kept talking about experience. Yeah, too, which, all the, experience, which all the pros yeah. do. Um, yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, it's, 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 still kind of, it's still kind of weird to like, talk about Tiger Woods won the Masters. Extremely, like, like, and I'm surprised by your demeanor. I think you're you are approaching today like your take is like, eh, like a shrug. Well, I, I don't think even this know. It's incredible. But incredible. I, I, don't, I don't even know what to say though. Right. Like, like what do you what do you say? Well, you say, well, the obvious things though they may not be interesting to re-say, are a, you know, uh, hey, cheers to the haters, all you doubters. Oh, he's bad. People said, wait a minute, you know, once he was hurt and had so many years in a row where he either barely played in any tourneys or certainly didn't win any, people said. Forget the debate about catching Nicholas with 18 majors. He's never going to win even one more. Well, he's won one more but I think, in incredible fashion. I mean, so, okay, now, but, so, so now is that debate back on? That's well, A. Then B, like, um, wow, what a comeback. Maybe the greatest comeback in sports ever. In terms of just purely from the injury, the back injuries. Well, I think that there's a couple things. So we're starting with the, the sports angle of it. Yep. And, and I think what we have forgotten a little bit in the last year of Tiger being a good golfer again is that the Tiger story was never really about the sport. Like, when when it went sideways for him in 08, 09, mm-hmm. you know, that wasn't about the, the golf. It was about the fascination of the world's most famous athlete having this double, triple, quadruple life and it yep. all unraveling in public every day. And I think that we're kind of starting this conversation with, well, let's put him in context as a player. And, okay, so as a player, it's an amazing story because not only was he injured, but there was a time in 2014 he couldn't, I mean, he looked like me out there. trying. He couldn't get out right. of the sand. He couldn't chip the ball. He couldn't make any putts. Right. He shot in the mid-'80s at a tournament um, at the Memorial in Ohio. He's won that tournament, I think, six, seven, eight times, something like that. He shot, like, 83 or something and withdrew. Like, he was out there like a weekend hacker who had a four handicap at some point. And it's like, okay, so just that's why people wrote him off. And I know that that video, it get, keeps getting replayed about all the, you know, experts doubting him. And oh, I haven't seen it. Someone made a super there's cut. A bun- there's a bunch of super cuts, right? Um, but, like... At the time, he was not playing credible golf. Well, he that's di- why it took the courage, though, to say, oh, he'll win another major. People are crediting those But it's who- not like—but you, you can't say, like, oh, it took the courage to make that call. It wasn't a reasonable call. Mm. There was nothing that he was doing mm-hmm. five years ago that resembled high-level golf. So right. I don't—why anyone would have thought he'd get to this level again is— not it, it wasn't a it wasn't a but take based on think, Tiger Woods didn't think he'd get back here right but then when you say what is there to say don't you think well that's what there is to say how amazing okay but the reason that we care so much about him is because he had this fall from grace that yes. to my earlier point was only personal like his personal story as a tabloid celebrity yep. is is also the biggest celebrity story that we've had probably in the last decade. So he's got the craziest athletic story, but then also the celebrity story. And it's kind of weird to kind of jam them together, especially in a place like Augusta, (laughs) where they try to pretend like he's not like he's not the real tiger. Right. Because the real tiger is a person who has essentially ruined every close relationship he's ever had in his life. Yeah. Uh, addictions of all kinds. Navy um, SEAL, bizarre. Yeah. Obsession. Like obsessed with, has a huge kind of weird um, inability, uh, always had and kind of, I guess, does, I don't know what he thinks about it now, uh, inability to 
you know, live up to what his father obviously had for him, you know, and was a big military guy because mm-hmm. his dad was a military guy and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, he's, uh, again, kind of damaged any relationship he's ever had with anybody ever, with the exception of maybe Mark Steinberg, his agent at Nike. And, tiny. Uh, and maybe... Uh, by the way, Maybe Fred Couples, right? The way, Those there, were like two, the, there were two, two random white guys that he hugged after he hugged his family. Yeah. One was Steiny, but who was yeah. the first one? Older guy. I, I looked at it a couple times. I don't and know. I, and I thought, shame on the broadcast, because that's when you... They didn't want to talk too much and ruin the moment. Maybe, yeah, but I that's when you wonder, say, They said, here's his girlfriend, here's his mother, here's his son, here's his daughter. And then they should have said, this is X person, I friend. almost wonder if it was Marco Mira, but I don't know what Marco Mira looks like anymore. Yeah. Because Marco Mira is, like lives near Tiger or live right. near him for okay, a long I'll time. Live in Jupiter. So can you separate, to your point, can you yeah, separate okay, um, the personal intrigue story from the sports story? Because I tweeted after it happened, well, I, t- I had to wait until as soon as we um, touched down because I watched the whole final day on, on a flight. But I, I tweeted when we touched down and I said, greatest sports comeback of all time, right? Or of, of modern sports history. Most of the initial replies were like, yep, undoubtedly, yep, 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 yep. And then someone replied to me and said, well, he was at fault for so much of his downfall. There are comeback stories of similar magnitude where they were coming back from an injury as opposed to adultery. And it's like, first of all, well, he was coming back from injury, so this person is kind of wrong. But also, mm-hmm. um, I do think that you could say, you could either include the personal stuff and say that makes it an even more impressive comeback, that he was able to grapple back from all of those personal demons, or if you want, cut all that out. And even if you just view it in the context of sports, and as you said, the injuries and how long it had been and how terrible he looked three years ago, and I would argue that people were already over the infidelity stuff long before now. I mean, so, so three years ago when he looked like he could barely golf, that was no longer about, ooh, his personal demons have destroyed, and that was just like, he can't play, he's injured, and he's old, and he can't play anymore. And he came back from that. So I think it's possible to say it's this incredible sports comeback, even without all the personal tabloidy baggage. Yeah, okay, so let's take this to the just sports point. It's a it's an amazing comeback turnaround. Um, in, an, in an individual it's sport. Not, it is not a comparison that anyone wants to hear, but it is the closest parallel is probably Lance Armstrong getting cancer and coming back and winning seven tours de France. Um, because in terms of someone... Being well, but out then of, you have a major asterisk. Well, okay, so but what I'm saying that? is, what I'm saying is, like, this is someone who is out of the sport, completely out of the sport, not relevant, and then comes back and is on the top of the sport. Wasn't it just so, testicular cancer? Well, it spread to his whole body. Oh, like, God. Had, it was like in his that. brain. Yeah. Oh, I did not remember um, that. Now, I thought you were going to say, well, because Phelps I don't, because, w- kept winning, but it would be to me, it would be like if Phelps was didn't place in any races for like two Olympics in a row. And then eight years later. Now, he did come back at a pretty old age for swimming and still won golds. But no, I'm not saying it's, it's the equivalent. But I, I'm saying I find it hard to find a modern equivalent. Now, maybe, you know, de- 100 years ago, maybe there's a similar well, thing ben that Hogan. we barely remember. Right, Ben Hogan was or in a Jesse car. Jesse Owens, even, no, even I mean, that far back. I don't think he was a comeback story. He was just really good. I thought he was a comeback uh, but story. But ben, ben Hogan was in a really serious car accident, mm-hmm. um, like in the 30s or 40s, and basically, you know, fractured his back, and it was like, oh, he'll never swing a club again, and then he came back and won uh, major tournaments. So in golf, there's that comparison, you know, and they were saying yesterday during the telecast, I think in modern sports, you don't see people so out of the sport athletically and then come back to hit right. this level, right? That's why yeah. I kind of go to the Lance one, because... Well, how about Jim Furyk went a while winning nothing? Dan, and it, Dan, Jim Furyk. I mean, give me a break. Like, come on, the, let's 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 treat this comeback with a little bit of respect and not act like Jim Furyk's comeback. Devil's advocate. There's nothing. 
this is not even the same planet. Right. Like, what what is that? Good. So yeah, all right. So it's probably the biggest sports specific comeback. Now, I think from a personal standpoint, it's also a huge comeback. But then it gets into the conversation of is it a comeback when all the mistakes you're coming back from right. were mistakes that you made? Right. Hmm. Like, well, no. Of, it's still a comeback. I think that's not debatable. But the better way to phrase it would be. Um, it's not as though, if you're talking about the personal stuff, it's not as though he faced outside adversity. It was his own well, bad, sure, bad sure. mistakes he made and things he did. Sure. Um, it is crazy. So can we talk about the telecast a little bit? Sure. And that'll be a good segue to talk about ratings and the, the business angle. But if we talk about the broadcast, now, of course, you were watching on your phone. But I, too, I was on the plane using Wi-Fi watching on the Masters app. By the way, the Masters app, incredible. I guess we'll wait another year to use it again. But what a great app. I mean, there's multiple different live views. Spare no expense. It's, it's just terrific, and it's free. So we were watching the Masters app, so we were seeing the CBS telecast live. And right afterward, uh, they were trying so hard to get Tiger to cry, and it just, like, wasn't going to happen. And it, it felt very um, trying too hard for me. Like, they're just, oh, man, they're saying, well, remember when your dad hugged? He said, yep. It's like they just were desperate to try to get some tears. And it's like, just leave it. And I saw a very interesting tweet after the telecast, and it was actually Chris Fowler from ESPN. Um, and he said, I would have liked, he said, great telecast, you know, but he said, I would have liked to see Tiger interviewed sooner, right after winning, and get his immediate reaction. But of course, they have the whole pomp and circumstance of the ritual. He walks into the clubhouse, and then it was quite a while before they do that stupid cabin ritual with Patrick Reed, which is so awful and always so awkward. But I thought that was a good point that we didn't really, we never really got, I mean, we watched as he hugged his family, mm-hmm. but we didn't get the raw, So the, when the NBA yeah. Finals ends, you know, the, the microphone is instantly in the face of the star of the winning team. LeBron, how'd you do it? What do you think? And he's going, ah. and that's why you get moments like Kevin Garnett going, anything is possible! But... They left Tiger alone. Now, I know that's Augusta. It's the Masters. Right. But by the time you do the cabin, of course he's going to be kind of mellowed out and back to his stoic. I think there's two points there. The first, which you just said, is Augusta controls the process, so what are you going to do? The second— That cabin ritual has got to be killed. The second is that the problem with golf—this is actually a, a thing I want to say. Like, I, I don't think—yesterday tom- made more glaring than ever the professional golf— like the future of it is in an absolutely horrendous place. Why um, so many young stars? <laughs> Xander Shoffley, uh, Big Clay. It's a, it, you can't say with a straight face anymore, <laughs> right? You can't say it's so well, obvious. What you certainly can't say with a straight face is remember we had guests on this show, including we had Greg Norman on this podcast saying yeah. it's not all about Tiger. Oh, yeah, don't right. yes, it is. Everyone it tried is it. all about Tiger. Of course it is. But the, but the second point though is that. The part of the problem with the way that golf is covered, particularly at Augusta and particularly by CBS, is there's so much sanctimony, Ugh, right? Yeah. With the sanctimony about now. fathers and sons and mm, all this stuff, and like days. basically, you know, I, 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 sort I guess of it's love like, it, though. I okay, that's your <laughs> preference. I guess the thing is like, you need to, and we do interviews all the time, right? You need to react to the emotion and the kind of vibe of the person you're talking yeah. to. They're trying to impose on Tiger this like very heady narrative of like fathers and sons and generations and butler cabin and it's like no he's jacked up like he is jacked up because he finally won and he thinks it's cool and he wants to smile and laugh about it he doesn't want to be all sanctimonious about it and I know it didn't very good point it didn't fit their narrative but it's like you can't have a pre-prescribed narrative for every freaking golf tournament that's like 
His dad brought him to the course as a seven-year-old, and now he's here on the PGA Tour. Right, and there's winning. his mother looking on, yeah, and his, it's like, like 12th girlfriend in the last year. It's <laughs> a, not that, like, oh, yes, and, jo- and then you. Joe Buck gets her name wrong, right? I mean, like... <laughs> so delicate. Uh, like, yeah, I, why couldn't there be some, like, I, when he, I wanted there's them no to fun. scream and yell. Right. And, That's and what I he wanted did. Faldo to, no, but the announcers, too. Oh, yeah, well, Faldo doesn't instead, shut up. Instead, they went... Tiger Woods has I, done it. I mean, look. What a moment. It's like, they, oh, yeah. my God. It's a, everyone doubted and said they said it would never happen. He has done it. Tiger has won his 15th major. This reopens the debate about Nicholas with 18. Tiger! That's well, what the announcing That's what been. people were doing on Twitter in all caps. So right. basically, But no, I mean, I right, get, again, sanctimonium again I think the thing you're speaking to is just the clash of the narrative of what the player was feeling, what the broadcast thought he should be feeling, mm. and how they just were talking past each other. Because I watched that whole interview in Butler Cabin, and Ugh. you know what Tiger wanted to talk about? He wanted to talk about, like, <laughs> shots. Yes. He wanted to be like— He was, like, being really technical with it, yeah. Like, I mean, that's what he likes, though. I mean, because— And then he said, I looked at the leaderboard, it was a who's who. He said Brooksy was there. And yeah. they were trying to say, but your dad, when your yeah, dad yeah. hugged you, and he's like, that? No. He's like, no, uh-huh. I hit a pretty sick shot to 16, right? Yeah. That was pretty sick. He also said twice, like, in both interviews, my dad shouldn't have even been there that day. It was like, can we move on? Mm-hmm. And we heard the same thing about his dad was supposed to not fly, but he flew anyway, and then Tiger won. That was in 97. Um, no, that he, was in 06. That was or 05, okay. the last one. He was no, really the last s- one was, but what about the big hug they're talking about? No, that was dead. 97. That was the first right. one. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think he was I think he was in better health then. But when they kept saying, do you remember the hug with your dad? Yeah. Uh, they kept anyway, saying dad anyway. wasn't even supposed to be there anyway. that day. Well, anyway, I another think, problem. I think we both agree that there was a clash of direction that everyone thought that the discussion with Tiger was going to go. Another problem I had with the telecast, too early— like starting at the 16th hole, mm-hmm. they were saying, "Up, oh, Tiger's got," and they're, and they're doing I mean, his first in this, his first. And Brooks Koepka was still really right well, there, and okay. then, and then also, Tiger drove on 18 a little too far, and suddenly it was like, "Okay, he'll win if he sinks it in the next two shots." And it was very much Koepka had a chance until on 17, he missed that putt. But remember, Koepka was putting on 17 for birdie, and it would have put him only one stroke behind Tiger. But, in, but he missed that putt. But they were way too early counting it like Tiger had won already. And I was saying, stop, stop. You're going to jinx it. Plus, there was all the likelihood in the world that Tiger would make a mistake. I kept waiting for the mistake where he choked and it didn't happen. But it almost happened. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that because that's just he's up two shots with two to play. Like you're starting to build like the, oh, my God, here we go. Tiger's really going to do it. And I think to that point, like as it's happening and, you know, you and I both know that it's not, it's not like Jim Nance is sitting there deciding what they're going to talk about. Right? Like there's multiple producers. There's yep. an EP who's saying, here's what we're going to do. And so I think everyone, you know, obviously you have meetings and you have a contingency plan. What if Tiger's going to win? And then like it's just happening so fast. Yeah. Like all of a sudden oh yeah. it's like he's up two with oh two to play and like this is really going to happen. And I just think at that point everyone's head is kind of spinning. Like Tiger's – well, Tiger probably wasn't thinking anything. But like people in the gallery, their heads are spinning. Uh, the people in the truck, their heads are spinning. The other yep. players, their heads are spinning. Yep. Uh, I'm watching it on my phone. My head is spinning. Yeah. Like, and today we still don't really. No, it's so weird to say it's that great. Tiger Woods won the it's Masters, great. and I just think that like that whole thing of kind of counting the chickens before they hatch or whatever um, is like is inevitable. Like, and in a in a moment like this, you don't want to be downplaying it in real time, as he's kind of marching up for the last two holes to to win the thing, but. 
Right. You know. All right. So you're writing about, right, the so narr- yes, about the ratings. About the What's ratings? your take here? Okay. So CBS came out with the ratings. This this happened finally at a, around 11 a.m. today on Monday. Uh, Masters final round coverage dominates Sunday ratings is the headline, which is true. Fine. But then you drill down here. Final round live coverage, highest rated morning golf broadcast in 34 years with a 7.7 rating. The highest rated morning golf broadcast. Morning. Big key word here because mm-hmm. the Masters were moved up on Sunday because they were afraid of weather. So they moved it up. It started very early. What? 8 a.m. Eastern. And I think a lot of people woke up and I saw a lot of tweets joking like, A, I woke up and, oh, my God, they were already on like the fourth hole, fifth hole. Or people saying, well, there goes my traditional, you know, sleep in Sunday and then wake up and get to enjoy the Masters in the afternoon. Uh, now, then they, uh, CBS ran a, an encore where they showed the whole thing again. Encore presentation earns 11.1. Gross household rating. Okay, so the final round peak was a 12.1. That's a big number for a not live event. Yeah, and it, exactly, for the encore, right. That's, 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 a, that's an interesting that's subplot a, that's within That's a big it. number. But to me, the takeaway is everyone said, oh, my God, it's Tiger at the Masters. The Tiger effect on ratings, he, ratings are going to be huge. They weren't as huge as they should have been, and it's because moving it up earlier screwed CBS. I mean, it rained. What are you going to do? I mean, you can't. It, I, but, th- but then in the end, when they were finishing, we're gonna now, have a Monday finish. Now, maybe four hours later, I don't know. I don't know what the weather did. But it looked like when they were finally were finishing, it still was only drizzling a little bit. You know, Molinari was under like the umbrella. A, there was like a tornado warning in the in the area. It was really stormy. <laughs> was I was down in that part of the country. It was really yeah, stormy tough. all weekend. Um, and they got lucky that they held out until yesterday right. because they could have well, missed a lot more Well, the worst would have been, okay, so when it was really close and suddenly, you know, on the 14th hole, like it was a five-way tight, like Ed Shoffley was still in it. Yeah. Um, the Clay, Clayman guy, can't... Who? The, Cantley? Yes. Patrick sorry, Cantley? Patrick Cantley um, was still in it. Kepka, and then even for, for a little while, Jason Day was still in it. I mean, he went into the clubhouse at, at 11 under. Finished fifth, yeah. Yeah, but only by... Uh, right. I mean, DJ was still in it. Yeah. And I thought, man, the worst is... They're going to have a playoff, and they're going to say the playoff has to be Monday. And boy, that would well, that's yeah. So if you so think you're at right, the, they, I'm just if saying you think at the very end of the telecast, they had a little bit of of a window that was sort of the contingency for the playoff. I also think it ah. was a little bit higher drama because everyone was in groups of three, so the leaders were yes. a little bit closer together. Well, um, in some cases, although then it got awkward when he was so far ahead of like Finau, and and they still, we had to wait for Finau to finish. What like, do you think Finau finished? Sixth. Yeah, finished fifth. I don't think he's like way ahead. I don't think no, was but like they a, were t- pretty it was credible like, performance from uh, Tony Finau to right. finish yes, fifth in, yes. in the although, Masters. Although when we t- when the day started, it was like a Tony Finau can do this thing, and then of course he. Choked, oh, I think when the day I think when the day started, Ricky it was like was, it was like Tony Finau was going to shoot seventy eight, <laughs> and you know I think he hung in there. He shot what did he shoot even? Yeah, shot even on on Sunday. Yeah. It's pretty darn good. Yeah, but it, it is it is a little now of course. Oh, another thing we can discuss. Yeah, sure. No one wanted Molinari to win. I mean, every time well, he had a sh- And even the announcers yeah. couldn't quite hide it. Like, he'd miss a button, they'd say, oh, oh. Whereas Tiger, you know, misses a birdie, and they go, oh, and you can hear they're so upset. Oh, we're so disappointed. He misses so it. The, That's heartbreaking. Um, it was just, why pretend? Like, no, I'm sorry. No one wanted Molinari again. No one wanted Patrick Kentley to win, okay? And then when Kentley was shooting, they went, mm, good friend of Patrick Reed. And we, we heard that, and we all laughed. Did you, were you watching at that um, part? I, I they were talking about Cantley, and they were trying to give information. It's a 27-year-old out of Santa Barbara, California, good friend of Patrick Reed. Mm-hmm. And I was watching, and Claire says, oh, no, don't like that. And uh, Patrick yeah, Reed's only friend. But now Finau, I think, would have been really exciting. Okay, cool. You know, I think the only other black golfer uh, high up on tour, Nike sponsored as well. Or Kepka would have been boring, too. Boring. No, he's no see, I, so. But um, people only, come on, everyone wanted Tiger. I think even if you don't uh, like no, Tiger. No, no, no. Everyone, of course, wanted Tiger. Yeah. I just think that, like, I think Kepka is starting to 
find his way in the in the game in oh, the sense that like he's past starting he's no, incredible no. I'm saying like in terms of people getting excited about watching him because now he's getting mm. to this place where it's like oh that's the guy who shows up every major and like really puts the heat on like he didn't even well, play so that big. well he's too big he didn't even play that well this weekend and he got second um, because not only did he miss that play on 17 which you said he had a decent look at birdie on 18 and if Tiger Bogey's two of them are in a playoff uh, I think Kepka is now like he's such a big game hunter yeah. that it's now exciting. Like I can't wait for the PGA when he's defending his title because it's like, oh, he's gonna show up for that. Like he doesn't care about the Honda. He's not gonna show up for the Wells Fargo. Sure. Like he's gonna shoot like four under. He doesn't sure. care. But like when it comes to the big tournaments, it's like, oh, Brooks is there. Whereas I, I get more excited about that than a guy even, like even Bubba. By the way, was in the mix. Yeah, like, I get more excited about that than a guy like DJ who every no, week no, doesn't every week DJ goes out and shoots. Between thirteen and seventeen under, and like every four weeks he wins. It's like okay, doesn't excite me. Whatever. Yeah. Now it's funny when you say Kevka's getting more exciting. Maybe for real golf fans, but anecdotally, well, and so, I know this is easy is a low bar, but like or an easy thing to say, and it's just a blanket statement. But it's true. Like no one knows who Brooks Kevka. No one who is not so a golfer now we are knows getting, any of these guys. So now we're exciting. getting to the point where we discuss how bad of a state yep. the pro game is in. Okay, because the, it was so clear when we started doing this podcast. 18 months ago, we talked about golf for the first yeah. time, probably two years ago, yeah. right? Because you went to the Travelers uh-huh, 2017. Uh-huh. So that was probably like June, July 2017. We did the first ever golf discussion on this podcast. Yeah. And it was like, we're trying to maybe talk about how it could be in a decent place, Sands Tiger. Uh-huh. And the nope. resurgence of Tiger has made so obvious that professional golf has no interesting personalities, no, no interesting players, nothing interesting going on outside of Tiger Woods. And I think that while we all know what's going to happen, they're going to change nothing, uh, and then Tiger's just going to get old in five years and then be gone and we'll be back in the same place, there's a window here for maybe the sport of golf, whether you want to say the PGA Tour or the USGA, um, the, the companies that are the major players in golf, uh, you know, pick whatever manufacturer you want. There's a window here to get people excited about going out and playing golf again but if they just keep plotting the same course of it's really lucrative for 80 guys who are on well, tour every week. What can, else can the sport do? I don't know what that is. Yeah. I'm not a golf strategist. And, and it's, we just, know that, it's just very clear from my distance to that level of the game that there's only one person that people get excited about. And no one else who we've tried to make happen mm. has happened at all. I'll give you a little bit of a take, though. There was someone who for a, a moment there, a shining, one shining moment... Uh, and of course, the retort would be no. Tiger's the the obsession over Tiger isn't just about how good he is. There's his backstory, all that. Sure. However, I also think that if just one golfer is extremely dominant, that alone, pure dominance, can be as thrilling. And for a moment there, it looked like Jordan Spieth could be that person. And I would argue, I'm not saying anywhere near Tiger level, but that when Jordan, in the course of two years, won like three majors, uh, his name recognition got high. I agree. Even among people who don't know golf. Because he's young, he's un- he's the face of Under Armour Golf. He's sponsored, you know, he Texas guy, young guy, and people people who don't care about golf had at least heard of Jordan Spieth. And if he had continued on that trajectory, where didn't it look like for a while there he was going to win at least one major every year? It looked like, oh my God, this guy is going to be the next big thing. People talked about, oh, forget Tiger matching Nicholas. Look at Jordan Spieth, who is only 24 and he's won three majors already, but now he hasn't won a major in what two years, and he slowed down. I thought he could have been the next guy. If he could start racking him up again, 
but maybe it'll be Kepka, but maybe no one. May, we're expecting too much to expect like multiple, multiple, multiple majors. People thought Rory would be that guy. No, Rory's not the guy. But if, if Spieth can win three more majors in the next two years, I'm not saying Tiger level, but I think Spieth becomes the, sec, the clear number two or future number one most exciting thing in golf. I think anybody who shows up to every major, because those four tournaments have the highest ratings by far, uh, is going to be a person who is somewhat public as a professional golfer. So I think Brooks Koepka is probably has most likely going to be that person over the next couple of years if he keeps playing the way he does, which is he shows up at the big tournaments. You the, just never know if a guy will keep playing at that the, level. Well, that's what's right. cool to me the, about uh, pro The golf. other thing that you were kind of yeah, – the thing you were saying without saying it is just no one's as good as Tiger. Yep. He's just the best player ever yep. by a significant margin. Are there people, by the way, who still debate that? No. Are there any golf people there who who, who don't who say no? Like you say, Nicholas, Tiger's the best golfer yeah. ever, and they say no. They either say Jack or Arnold, no. or do they say like no Ben Hogan? Says, yeah, I mean, I think Hogan, Hogan. Hogan, Bobby Jones, Jack Nicklaus, Tiger, probably the four best. Palmer was he's fine. To, um, to me, the debate there yeah. is as clear as with the NBA. Now, of course, in the NBA it's much more heated, but I think LeBron is the best player ever. People say Jordan. No, see, no, I think that's LeBron. like a much more lively discussion that we're not going to have. But um, <laughs> Tiger's so obviously the best golfer of all time. So yeah. obviously. Like the shots that he yeah. hits week in, week out. Because it's the thing that differentiates these guys between each other. Tiger's now making clear. It's the iron play. It's approach to mm. the green. Because Well, and he said that he was most excited about how he was driving the ball. Well, okay. So that was a huge advantage for him because he's usually all over the place. Everyone on tour hits the ball a mile. Every college golfer hits the ball 320 Right, it's not yards. hard to hit it hard. Putting, you can practice. It obviously is a huge touch thing. You have to have an instinct, but you can practice it. It's getting the ball inside of 12 feet from anywhere that Tiger does that no one else can do, and he does it in exciting ways. Yep. Wild hooks, huge slices, yep. all that. I've done this before where I talk about his iron play, but yep. he's more excited no, we agree. Than he's the best. Now, will he... Let's force you into nothing a prediction. Would, nothing would surprise me at this right, point. Right. Three, three more? Like, literally, he could win no more majors or three seven more. more. Nothing would surprise me. Not seven. Why not? One thing that seems clear to me, he Augusta, seven in like two he, years. Is, he is his strongest at Augusta. It's a limited field event. <laughs> he could, in a year, win again. And in another year, win again. It could be, he could win just Masters and still maybe hit 18. It'll always be only 40 good players, so, yeah. Wow. I'll leave you on that one. No, I'll leave you on this one. Other than Tiger, what yeah. player's performance yesterday excited you the most? Kepka. Oh. I'm most excited about I him almost, in general. I almost said other than Tiger and Kepka because I knew you were going to say Kepka. I love Kepka. Yeah, he's already been winning. How about Tony Finau? Me and Kepka have almost the same birthday. So By I'm the way, why can't it. Ricky close? Come on, man. You can't close. <laughs> We're not doing Not this. a closer. All right, this was great. We'd love to keep going, but we won't. But we'll have Miles back in soon because golf season now fully underway. We've got one major down. We've got three to go. Will Tiger win another this year? Will he win another ever? He sure looks good. And right now, as we record this, Tiger Woods, the reigning Masters champion. Thank you, Miles Udlin. Thank you, listeners. We'd like to hear about your thoughts. So remember to tweet at us, email us, comment, whatever, and rate, review, subscribe to the Sportsbook Podcast. Congrats, Tiger. Goodbye.